Hello, remote friends. The information from this podcast is rich with remote support, but it's even more important that you go from information to application to get the best results possible. Remote work is here to stay, and we want to help you on your way. So let us know how we can support you even more by visiting remotepathways.com. There you will find a quick link to talk with us directly. Reach out to Jen for all your teamwork, leadership, coaching, and facilitation needs. And reach out to Michelle for developing a healthy, sustainable rhythm of life through spiritual practices, 90-day projects, and simple structures to support your remote working journey. Until we connect, thank you for listening. It's such an honor going remote together with you. Let's explore the remote world. Together we'll discover the people, places, and pathways to working remotely. We'll engage in great conversations, share tips and valuable resources, and connect you with voices from the field. Let's go remote together. Hey, Michelle, it's another episode. Where are we going today? We are going to Team Effectiveness for Remote Teams. I'm so excited about this. I'm excited about this too. This is like, this is the heart, I think, of remote work. It may not be the thing people thought about six months ago, but teams are almost always the engine of an organization. I've got to find out who quoted that. There is a saying, I want to say it's Patrick Lencioni, but it may not be, but Teams are often likened to be the engine of an organization. Mm. So today, team effectiveness. Let's talk teams. Let's talk teams. Where do we start? What helps teams excel? What helps teams excel in general? And then what helps teams excel in the remote space? And we're sure that many of you have your own stories. Maybe this is a time where we do a bit of a shout out for folks to start sharing some of their sound bites with us in service to the greater good. And so again, team effectiveness, we'd love to hear from you. What does team effectiveness mean for you? What has helped your team excel through recent moments in time? And what also has gotten in the way? We don't want any names of companies, but we would love to hear what has helped or hindered your teams. How does that sound, Michelle? That sounds so good. Thank you for that invitation because it's truly the voices in the field that we want to learn from as a collective, right? That we're all in this together and together collectively, we have the answer. So we really need to put on our big ears and listen to each other and get that perspective, right? Get that 360 view that's bigger than ourselves and try to draw in other voices. As I learned from you recently, let's set the table for the remote teams today. What is the conversation about? So we're going to go into the landscape of team effectiveness. And what I find interesting on a very meta global level, again, team effectiveness has remained relatively the same for 30 years, right? You look back to Kosenbach and Smith in the 1990s, wisdom of teams. We've had, you know, some of the same foundations are key. Research like Amy Edmonston's work with teaming. I, I've, I've been referencing her work since 2013, really the importance of psychological safety. So we've done a rep- recent episode as well with the trust, safety, and connection in the virtual space. And so all of this builds onto one another. And we also have an episode it's all about empowering our team members to be leaders in their own right. So with that, let's talk team effectiveness. Let's go back to the basics. Like what helps teams excel? 
And I would like to start this conversation off by getting people to think about a time when they were on an exceptional team, Mm -hmm. right? Hopefully we've all had that experience, whether it was a sports team, a business team, a girl guide team. I wasn't part of girl guides, but I was a brownie. And, (laughs) uh, you know, what are the things that, as you think about that experience, what made that team excel? Mm. See, you're giving the... mm. Love that question. I love that's where we're going today. Yeah. Well, it is. And I think we can all zero in to some moment in time where we were on a team and we can still remember it. We might even still smell wherever we were in the world. But teams that rock it, as I like to say, have found some of that magical, I know you and your work with Jennifer G call it mojo. They've got some of that mojo. They've got some of that, wow, that juice, that like, mm, that intangible something. And I think when that fuses together what we see from research, anything is possible. Let's go back and, and, and maybe like, let's bring in your voice here, Michelle. Like when you think of that team that you brought to mind, what were some of the things that helped that team thrive? Transparency. Mm-hmm. What else? Personal connection. It wasn't just about business, but you were connected to a greater good. I think so there was investment in the individual people. Every single role mattered. So an investment in the people, I think individually and collectively was common. Sprinkled in some fun, you know, <laughs> some joy in there and that connection. High trust, high investment in trust, very clear vision. I would say. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe we leverage off of that because team effectiveness, as I said, let's go back to the basics on team effectiveness. Whether we are sitting beside each other or we are sitting virtually beside each other, we need to have a shared vision. It becomes even more important when we're in the remote space. If I have a different horizon, if I'm aiming for a different point on the horizon, Never the twain shall meet. I don't know who said that, but yeah. It's like we need to be aiming for the same space, especially when we're remote. If we don't have that same point of vision, we might wind up in a metaphorically in a whole other continent. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm remembering back in my days when you were supporting me in my very first team and just talking and preparing for the six sessions. And I think we went through a lot of this right here. The first one that we did was establishing trust, safety and connection, the expectations, the group agreement. And I think that second session, we really did focus on the vision. You know, Mm -hmm. we had the vision of the organization on the board and you could do that remotely. And it was bringing in every voice, giving them that reflection time and then bringing it and putting it on the vision board. And then even doing fun activities, you know, like bringing in aluminum foil (laughs) and toothpicks and styrofoam and letting the vision become tangible. You know, um, there's so many fun things that you could do and in the remote space as well. Well, I was just going to say, and I think you're probably sparking people thinking, oh, but wait, we can't do that. We can't do, we can do that. Yeah, Everybody can do that. Tin foil, right? Like there are technologies now while we can't build it together. Um, but, you know, like visually, what, what can you do? What can you create together? And this is where annotation right? Annotation in Zoom, annotation in a lot of these platforms, we can create our vision board. We can create that that uh, easel together and we can take a screenshot of it and we can have it at our desktop every single day. So again, like really get creative because we need that shared vision. Without a shared vision, 
it's going to be very hard for the team, the remote team to keep moving in alignment. And mm-hmm. that's key. We know that like in, with business challenges today and opportunities, we need a powerful vision. You know, let's maybe earmark a future episode visioning. But along with that, you mentioned something else, uh, you know, goals, shared performance goals. How does my work intersect with your work? Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing my work right now and getting it off to you, what delay might that have? Mm. If we're co-working on a document, like what about version control, (laughs) right? Like this is always a big one. So how are we working towards similar goals? How are we ensuring that we know what goal success looks like, goal clarity looks like, and what the contingencies are? Who needs to do what, when, where, and how? You know, what's really coming to mind right now are all those voices that we're hearing that they had in-person programming and now all of a sudden they're finding themselves in the remote space. This layout that we're sharing here today would be wonderful as far as that transition. So, you know, come together and do that team meeting all around the shared vision for that event, now virtual. Then like Jennifer just mentioned, what are the shared performance goals? You know, think of each department and think about the impact, you know, think it through all the way through to the end of it being a successful event. What were the key departments doing? Where did they show up? What were the goals that they needed to put in place in order to make that happen? What are the systems and tools that we need? You know, start identifying those gaps so that you can come up with solutions together. Absolutely. You know, we've been, we've been all tasked to pivot. From organizations that were in person, like the pivot is to the digital space. So how do we use creativity to do what we did in person? There are ways, you know, ingenuity gets created through crisis. So really think a little bit broader because you need to have those shared performance goals and they need to be clear. Contingent, and we've been talking about this a lot in recent episodes, are shared behavioral norms. How are we operating together? We call it our agreements. We do continue to see that organizations that excel in person and remote are clear on how they operate. In fact, I would assert that in the remote space, we've had to do this for a very long time because if we don't have agreements like we start and end on time, that's going to mean that meetings leak over into dinners, breakfasts, like all times. We can't be effective. And so taking that time to set our norms, to really talk about how we do things here how we build team culture, how we signal. This is the way we do things, right? If I'm ABC team um, and I then go into a call that's like D, E, and F, how do I know that I'm in a different space? And you might have a brand, right? This is where I like entrepreneurs. (laughs) Like intersect with the work that I've done over the years in marketing with like cottage scale industry. How do you signal that you're different? What is the brand of your team? The brand of your team is part of your culture. So we do need to have uh, behavioral norms, which may in a bigger scale be your little brand or be your big brand. And then what are our rules? You mentioned it earlier, like rule clarity, huge, huge, Huge. even on the tiniest task, right? If you're doing it together, you need to have this conversation and talk about, you know, start with strengths, start with strengths with your roles, you know, like what do you bring to the table? What are the things that have to be done? Whether you like it or not, we've just got to all pull together and get done, right? Then what are those things that you like to do? You know, that your strengths can really shine in this space. You know, 
but have the conversation and talk about the things that come to mind is, when are we going to have our next conversation? Where's the check-in point, right? Mm -hmm. And let's communicate really clearly what you're stating that you're taking ownership of between now and then. And if you don't get it done for whatever reason, or you see that the <laughs> the time is coming and you're not getting it, it's not going to happen, communicate that. Yes. Send an email, give people heads up so that they can pivot and adjust. Maybe it's just a little tool or a little support that you need. Maybe you need to pass the baton to another team, but communication, conversation, right? So important. And role clarity. So number four is role clarity, just to recap, because like, I know that we're getting really excited about this topic, but just to Sorry. recap for our listeners, like <laughs> we started with vision, number one, two, clear or shared performance goals, three, behavioral norms and agreements. How do we do things? And then this fourth one of clear roles. And the fifth one is shared team practices. Are we meeting? What I found fascinating in the first few uh, weeks of you know, lockdown, stay in place, whatever we're calling it in the different parts of our world, it has been fascinating to see teams that thought they could do everything by email, do it all by this. We need to have a conversation. So are you meeting on a regular basis? Are your meetings effective in the virtual space? So I'm going to put a little like point out here, all of these six areas, we're still coming to six, chapter 11 and effective virtual conversations. And chapter nine before that was effective virtual meetings. So again, think about what is going to help you as a team excel because teams need to get together. They need to talk about things formally and informally. And because we can't meet by the water cooler, how do we have some moments of time? Even maybe we do an informal potluck. I love that idea. Yes. Do I, I think people get it now, right? People <laughs> before to like, yeah, whatever. What is that about? Right out. I'm sure you're hungry. I'm sure you haven't gotten up from your desk yet. So go and have a potluck with your colleagues. Exactly. Make it a virtual lunch and learn, you know, yeah. have fun with it. There you go. Because you know what? That helps us then have number six. Teams need to have shared commitment. I, I love this phrase of like, I have your back. I've got it. If I don't see something from you, Michelle, I'm going to like reach in and say, hey, is it on its way? And that's a little prompt, right? So what are we committed to? What are we committed to individually? What are we committed to collectively? And really in high performing teams, my guess is for those of you that really could bring a team to mind, probably one of those factors that really helped them shine was we were deeply committed to our cause. We were Mm -hmm. deeply committed to our work. And we have seen exceptional teams in healthcare over these last couple of weeks. Yes. All over the world. Like talk about teamwork, talk about shared commitment. They've got it. What a wonderful example to bring into this conversation, right? And also just seeing the importance of it, right? Um, We were all holding that team in the beginning of the call you know, what's the best team that you've been on? What's the, I'm sure, like you just said, we're seeing that modeled. If we'll pay attention, we're seeing that modeled. So what are you learning from them? What do you want to take away into your own team? Because it's beautiful what we're seeing. They're, they're digging in for the greater good of humanity. Absolutely. So with that, Team effectiveness, we're not going to say anything more. I think you can think through what's going to help you thrive. What are the changes you want to make? And 
we will be back in a future episode. Don't forget this week's download. You can, as a team, talk through these factors, talk about what you're doing, maybe what you could improve upon because teams are not static, right? This is this has been a reality for a long time. Teams are living, breathing entities. We, we have good days. We have bad days. We have lots of learning. And so there's going to be section here for you to think about, you know, what are the questions, conversation points you want to bring in as a team to get better at whatever you do? It's been a fun episode and I think really, really important. So thank you for this important conversation. Guys, tune in, have these important conversations. And we look forward to connecting in the next episode. See you soon. Take care, everyone. Be well.